成功的秀。Hey, let's do a podcast. It's me, Steve, your humble host. You hear that noise? I mean, one of the many noises that you hear when I record at my apartment, like that plane.、Um, boy, I made a huge mistake. I、uh, did dishes. I mean, that's not the mistake. That's actually awesome of me. <laughs> I did dishes earlier, like probably twenty minutes ago, because、uh, I recorded in my kitchen, and、uh, there were a couple funky dishes in the dishwasher, <laughs> or not the dishwasher in the sink. I don't have a dishwasher, which is why I did dishes. Um, but I did dishes、uh, with some nice boiling hot water, and um. Put them away, and、uh, as I started setting up to record, I realized that、um, my water heater is in the kitchen. It's on the other side of the refrigerator. So you know how every now and then you hear the refrigerator ignite and、uh, does a little for a little while in the background, fairly faint. In addition to that, off and on we will have this water heater, which should stop soon. It's been twenty minutes, but it's old. Water heaters aren't supposed to really sound like that. But I feel like you all probably relate and know what I mean. It's like the pinging and the popping and the knocking. It's like a knocking and a popping. <laughs> it's a knocking and a popping. Um, listen to that shit. I got to get my life together, man. I'm writing that down though. It's a knockin' and a poppin'. Um, yeah, I I I feel like new water heaters don't do that, or there's. Newer insulated versions of water heaters that you don't hear that as much. But I live in a apartment that was built in the 1920s. Listen to that. Just, it sounds like there's a prisoner somewhere trying to get out. What? No, it doesn't. Um, and and obviously that's not the original. <laughs> that's not the original water heater from the 20s. Did they have water heaters in the twenties? Here's how dumb I am. Did they have water heaters in the twenties? When were water heaters invented? That's an invention. That's modern.、Uh, you know, a modern convenience. Water heating. I'll have to look that up. Or if any of you want to look it up and just put it in the comments, because <laughs> I'm a lazy. I have a lot to report, guys.、Um, a lot, a lot, a lot.、Um, my allergies have been fairly good. I sound a little sinusy today, though, because I fell asleep watching TV on my couch last night and ended up sleeping the whole night on the couch. I didn't get up and go to bed. I was very comfortable. It's a really comfortable couch. I've talked about it before. It's、uh, you know a custom-made couch. It's eight feet long. It's down,、um, which I think is where my problem is. I think that's not great for my allergies because when I buy pillows, I buy like the synthetic down or whatever you call it. I don't buy actual feathered pillows、um, because I think they make me sneeze and stuff a little more. So I woke up this morning with a massive sneezing fit. Um, I'm a little sniffly again,、um, and I, I'm fairly certain it's the couch because I've been sleeping in the bed all week, and I've been fairly diligent since the last time we talked, which was pre-Thanksgiving.、Um, I've been really diligent about cleaning. I've been really good. I've been I've mopped my floors. I've been vacuuming regularly and dusting. 
doing more laundry, uh, more regularly at least. And, um, and also taking the Zyrtec, uh, taking Zyrtec regularly. Um, and I've noticed a huge difference except for today. Oh, I did take the Zyrtec a little while ago, so hopefully that will kick in soon. But yeah, I think it's the down. I got to get rid of this couch. I've said it before. I will say it now. I need to get rid of this couch. It's also too big for my apartment. Uh, a couple of announcements. Um, Busy Phillips will be back on the podcast live with yours truly. Um, I'm bringing up the uh, schedule right now. Uh, Thursday night, we will be in San Francisco, just like last year when Busy did it by herself uh, with Janine Garofalo uh, while I was sick and really annoyed because it's my only podcast that uh, I've missed. But she did a great job, and um, I was bummed I couldn't be up there that weekend. So we will be in San Francisco... Thursday, I'm going through the schedule right now really quick, January 17th, um, 8 p.m., We're No Doctors at Cobb's Comedy Club. Um, you can get tickets at sfsketchfest2019.com. Let me double... Let me double make sure. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. A lot of tickets have gone. That's great. Uh, Cobb's Comedy Club, uh, which is 915 Columbus Street, San Francisco, California. 8 p.m. to 9.30. That's Thursday, January 17th. Myself and Busy, guys. Busy will be there. She's also doing a live Busy Tonight I think the following night at Marines Memorial Auditorium in San Francisco. Uh, um, let me see how you get about SF Sketch. I thought it was just sfsketchfest.com and you can you can go to the schedule and get tickets. I'm bringing it up right now. SF sketchfest.com um, yeah just go yeah that that was I think for the schedule so go to SF sketchfest that's S-F-S-K-E-T-C-H-F-E-S-T dot com uh, for the whole website that will give you um, schedules uh, links for tickets um, a list of performers and shows and, um, yeah, the weekend before they're doing a, um, uh, superstore, uh, show. I think they're doing a live read. I will not be there. Um, but that's the weekend before. I don't know how many of our listeners are in San Francisco. I've seen a few people comment on our Instagram that they will be there. Cobbs is one of my favorite clubs. Uh, um, oh my God, it's so great. I love San Francisco. San Francisco is one of my favorite uh, cities in the world. Um, uh, I will be doing other shows. We are in the middle right now of figuring out which shows I am. Uh, they're, they're getting back to me with some offers on some other uh, stand-up comedy shows that weekend. So if you go back and check the website uh, periodically, um, it will update and you'll be able to see when I am performing as well. But Busy's doing uh, our podcast on, um, on that Thursday. She's doing Busy Tonight, uh, Friday, and I believe also Friday or maybe Saturday she's doing... Um, um, uh, thrilling Adventure Hour. So look that one up because she'll be performing there as well. The Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, which is a great show. I may be on that one. 
uh, who knows? Anyway, let's get back to this podcast. But I just wanted to get that out there and let you know that you can get tickets if you're in the area, if you're in the Bay Area, or even Sacramento, or Davis, or Vallejo, or Walnut Creek, or Marin County, or Concord, or <laughs> if you're in Los Gatos, or even down in San Jose, or up in Napa. If you're in Silicon Valley, <laughs> oh, you hear that? The popping and a knocking, the knocking and a popping stopped. Thank <laughs> God. Um, yeah, come on out to those shows. That's uh, second weekend, I believe, in January. What are y'all doing for New Year's and Christmas? I'm trying to make plans right now. I think I have a New Year's party to go to here in L.A., but I'm honestly trying to go out of town. I want to go out of town for Christmas. I've been trying to get a group of friends to go to Japan. Um, but all my friends are just like, uh, oh, we're going to my mom's house or my wife's mom's house. and uh, I've waited too long, I think, to make this plan. This is something I should have... Brought up with my friends a couple months ago. Now now that Christmas is a month away, um, I think people are pretty set in their, their plans. But I tried to get a few people to go to Japan. I've been wanting to go for a long time. And uh, I think it'd be cool to go during Christmas, during our American Christmas. I know it's not... Well, maybe it's a Japan Christmas. Do they, do they celebrate Christmas? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say do they celebrate Christmas the same time as us, because I think Christmas is Christmas all over the world. Uh, oh, God. Hey, Steve, uh, do some research, you jackass. Um, but I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Sorry we couldn't put out a new episode, but um, people took off for the holidays at Starburns a little early, and... Um, it just was not working out to get a new episode up in time. So uh, we decided to put out the Andy Richter episode uh, about um, uh, depression, which I think is a, is a good call during the holidays. I'm, I'm already getting into it a little bit. I'm already sinking into the doldrums and the blues a little bit because of the holidays. It's just a really weird thing. The pressure to um, be happy. There is a pressure to be happy, to be with your family and give everybody presents, and which has always bummed me out because if you can't afford presents, if you're, oh God, there goes the refrigerator. If you can't afford present presents, if you're you know financially strapped, then it's still you feel guilty for not buying presents and. I don't know. There's a lot of pressure over the holidays. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. And um, know that you're not alone in your depression. And please get help. I'm not going to just repeat last week's episode. <laughs> um, what has been happening with me, you ask? A lot. A lot. Oh my God, you guys. Um I don't know where to ha start first. I guess I will start with uh, my trainer. I hired a trainer. Um, I had my consultation with him day before yesterday. <clears throat> He's headed up to uh, Canada to uh, give some talks. He, he talks a lot about health and fitness, traveling, um, and um, really smart guy. Um, he's trained a few uh, actors, celebrities. He's the one who trained Hillary Swank for Million Dollar Baby. Go look at that and see how sculpted and cut she is. He, he did that for her. Uh, I read that he did that for her in like nine weeks. He got her in that kind of shape in nine weeks. Although I will say... Hilary Swank was already, you know, an actress. She was already a thin, a thin woman. Um, 
but he got her lean and, and defined and muscled out uh, in like just a little over two months. I don't want to get, I don't want to get like the rock or anything, but uh, I had a really long consultation with him a couple days ago. Tell him everything I wanted to work on, mainly losing weight. That was my first and foremost is like, look, I'm here. I don't have a studio who's paying me to get in shape for a superhero movie. He also uh, trained Zachary Levi for the new Shazam movie that's coming out. Go look at the trailers for that. Zach is like ripped. Um, I was like, I don't need that. I don't need to get superhero buff. I know that's unrealistic. That's an unrealistic thing to maintain. You can do it for a movie, um, but I know you're uh, you're really going above and beyond trying to look like that for a whole movie. It, it's it's ridiculous to try and maintain that, and I don't want that. I told him I just want to get down to the weight I should be. You know, he was like, you know, it's six six. You know, down at two fifty. He's like down at 250 or 260. I think even 260. I'll look great and um, add a little definition to my arms and chest. Hopefully, I got to get rid of my man boobs. That's been such a goddamn bummer. I don't know if I've talked about that, but that's a huge bummer. I've actually turned down roles. On uh, I've been offered parts. I was just offered a part a week last week that I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it because I have to take off my shirt. And I'm just fat and out of shape and lumpy and booby. <laughs> I was like, dude, I just want to lose the stomach. I want to lose my man tits. You know, I want to have a good chest. Um, yeah, so he's like, yeah, we can do that. Not a problem. And um, I have another friend who went and saw this guy. Uh, a friend who who's a writer director and him and his wife went and saw this guy I think because they had talked to Zachary Levi and he recommended him and they were my friends were not fat to begin with or even really out of shape they were maybe a little bit but like they were getting married and they wanted to uh, lose some weight and get in a little better shape for like their wedding dress and his tuxedo. They wanted to look a little better for the wedding. And they started this like probably five or six months before their wedding. And uh, he did wonders for them. They looked great at their wedding. They looked great months before the wedding. Like it really worked fast for them. And a lot of it was mostly diet. Um, and I just remember my friend Dave saying, um, you know, I, and I think I talked about this when I mentioned I was about to go see a, a trainer. Uh, how worried I was that those first few days, how irritated I get, get because I'm like starving to death. My friend Dave was like, best part of this diet is I am never hungry. He's e You're eating constantly, you know, you're eating three square meals a day and then, and snacks in between, but like really good food. And uh, Dave was like, I'm never hungry. And I went and saw this guy. His name is Grant Roberts. And I went and saw him two days ago. And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's not a problem. You're not going to be hungry. Although, we start in next week. We start in on, uh, I think, next Wednesday. So I don't I don't know if I'll, on the next podcast, have seen him yet. By the time I talk to you. But uh, he's like, yeah, get ready. He's like, we'll start next Wednesday. He's like, I'll have a meal plan. We talked about every all my goals. He, you know, had me get on this machine that like measures your weight and your versus your water weight, your muscle weight, and, you know, all this stuff. Um, your hydration. It really is an amazing machine. Oddly enough, I, we were both shocked because I tell him how much coffee I drink and. And how I get kidney stones because I get dehydrated. And so he's like, well, this morning, what have you... <laughs> this was like two in the afternoon. He's like, what have you eaten today? I go, um, I had like a, a pastry with my coffee. He's like, okay, you do that in the morning? I go, yeah. He's like, 
then what? And I go, then what? What? I go, that's all I've had today. It was two o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything basically. And only had coffee, like a giant coffee. He's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. He's like, and as I'm telling him this, I said this, I go, as these words are coming out of my mouth, I already see where a huge part of the problem is. You know, I tend to starve myself all day. Unintentionally too, by the way. Like, it's not like I wake up and be like, okay, just don't eat, don't eat, man. Just fucking starve and, and lose weight. I'm not a breakfast person. I wake up, the thought of eating a meal in the morning kind of makes me nauseous. But I'm a little groggy, so I get a giant coffee and I'll get like a pastry with that or a breakfast sandwich or a croissant. And then I go about my day and I get so busy that I don't think about eating. It's not, you know, as long as I'm not hungry, I'm not thinking about eating, which is a problem. And then it will get to be about, you know, two, between like two and no joke, 4 p.m. And then it will hit me like a truck. Like my hands will tremble a little, little bit. I'll get a little sweaty and I'll just all of a sudden be so insanely hungry. Sorry about these sniffles. It's really annoying me too. Um, I'll get so insanely hungry that I cannot think about anything else. You know, it's that feeling of I have to get food in my stomach right now or I'm, I might faint. That I'm, I'm shaking. And once I get to that point, it's I am beyond like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to cook uh, a steak and some broccoli. No, because that's going to take more time. It, it becomes urgent and something I have to fix immediately. So obviously fast food is where what happens a lot. Although I haven't been eating a lot of fast food, oddly. I have been closer to home or or if I'm working, I'm on set so I can, you know, make a sandwich or something. But um yeah, it becomes like I will and then I will eat a lot. I'll gorge myself because I'm so hungry. And then it's the same thing. Then it's just like the whole rest of the day, I'm not hungry. So then right around what should be dinner time, like five or six PM, but since I just ate at four, I'm not hungry. And then because, you know, I'm a comedian and I'm awake till late at night, you know, quite often one or two in the morning, it will hit me about 11 or midnight again, like, oh, I'm so hungry. And then I eat and go to bed. That's fucking horrible. I already know where my eating problems lie. But uh, he was like, yeah, um, we'll get you on a high protein diet and um, a lot of vegetables. And uh, But the first two weeks... I think he said the first two weeks, it's going to be like no carbs, no sugar, um, but a lot of food. So I won't be hungry, but I, I still am anticipating being a little irritable, irritable, yeah, at uh, no sugar and no um, carbs. I love my carbs. Sugar, eh, yeah, sugar's good, but I'm really, I, I love the breads. Oh, and I loves me some cheese. Oh, boy. So this will be interesting. Uh, but it's kind of cool that I have this podcast to document this on. Um, so that's that. Um, yeah, we're going to fix me. <laughs> and I told him, I go, it's, you know, I'm actually very excited um, because I do a lot better with um, tasks and assignments and stuff like this when I'm accountable for somebody else, like with somebody else. Like when I have to report back to somebody once a week or once a month. And um, I, I'm a people pleaser. So I have that going for me in that I don't want to go back to see this guy in a week or two weeks or whatever, however many weeks, and have gained weight or have not lost any weight. Um, so I tend to work harder when um, I'm accountable for it with another person. I should be just accountable for myself, to myself, and um, 
But he's like, yeah, that's fine. He's like, that's cool. He's like, uh, I'll take care of you. This, this, this will be great. He's like, I can definitely. And he's like, dude, you're six six. He's like, I. He's like, you can. You know, I told him I I I may have made a living the past you know almost fifteen years playing the fat funny friend, the stoner pig fat friend who's always got something funny to say because he's got a sandwich in his hand or is high and eating a f- cupcake. Or, you know, I've made a living off of this guy, this character, which is fun. I'm not going to lie. It's funny and it's fun and I'm good at it. <laughs> but I told him, I go, I wouldn't mind playing a bad guy like in a in a movie, you know, like the big muscular not like the rock muscular, but just a big imposing guy. And I'm six foot six. I could definitely be doing that. He's like, yeah, you should totally be doing that. So that's that. That's uh, that's where I'm at with the trainer. Uh, I had, had the first meeting with him two days ago. And uh, we start next, uh, I think next Wednesday when he gets back. All right. Now the other thing. And this is a huge bummer. And this is something that happened literally over the weekend. Um, I wear glasses. As you know, you've seen photos. You know I wear glasses. I have horrible eyesight. I'm nearsighted. I am farsighted. I have astigmatism. Um, I get ocular migraines, which aren't really the headache, but it's the visual part. Um, So I've had eye issues since I was a kid. Um. And one thing I've always noticed is I'll go in for an eye exam, usually once a year. I try and do it once a year. Sometimes not so much. Sometimes once every two years. But I try and go in fairly regularly and get an eye exam. Uh, You shall be doing it, especially if you've noticed you get headaches and having trouble reading or you get headaches when you're reading. Go see an eye doctor. You might need glasses. Um... So I try and get my eyes checked at least once a year. Um, Not at least. I'm not going to go in and do it twice a year. I try and get them checked once a year. So I went in for my last checkup. I got a checkup in April. They did an eye scan. They have this thing. It's really cool. I don't know if you've done it where you press your eye against this thing and... um, takes a scan like all the way through your eye like a three-dimensional scan of your eyeball along with all the other stuff like reading a chart and and all that fun great stuff Um, I did that in April and uh, they were like well your vision hasn't really changed your prescription is the same for the most part and I was like great I don't need to get new glasses, but I will still every now and then just out of vanity, get new glasses, but I'll just use my current prescriptions. And one thing I've been meaning to do is switch to progressive lenses because I'm nearsighted and farsighted. Um, I have a prescription for both of those. Well, there goes a jet or not a jet. There goes a very large plane overhead. So I have two prescriptions. I have one for reading and I have one for distance. And uh, a progressive lens is one that combines both. It's basically bifocals. You know, people in the 70s and earlier and 80s and 90s and stuff, I think they even still have bifocals where it's, you'll see glasses and there is a distinct line right down the middle where it's two different lenses, top and bottom. Progressive lenses combine it. They blend it. So there's your distance is on top because usually you're looking more out of the top of your glasses when you're driving or watching TV or something or looking at something far away. And it kind of blends down to a middle distance actually in the middle of the frame or in the middle of the lens. And then um, the bottom of the glasses is the close-up vision, the reading. Because, uh, you know, you're holding your... Usually, if you mimic right now looking at your phone, holding your phone up, it's kind of down your, your chin area level with your chin. So you're looking down through your glasses. 
So it's a great science and it, it works. I tried it actually years ago and uh, just wasn't ready. It was too much. Of a, like it made me a little dizzy. I like couldn't figure out where to be looking through the lens. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear two different sets of glasses. I'll wear my regular glasses for distance like all day and stuff. And I'll just switch to reading glasses when I'm reading, which I never did. I've always kept my reading glasses around, but never use them. I usually just take my distance glasses, prop them up on my forehead. Like I lift them up to my forehead and I'll, I'll look at my phone or read or stuff. Um, and uh, usually don't take as much care of my reading glasses or advantage of my reading glasses. Until recently, like the past like few months, I've been doing it. I carry them both with me and I switch back and forth and it's been a lot better. <clears throat> um, so I've been meaning to do this. So in April I went in and um, they were like, um, yeah, your vision is still the same. You don't need a new prescription. And they're like, well, you know, unless you want to do progressives, we can give you new glasses that are progressive so you don't have to switch back and forth, but it'll be basically the same prescription that you have. And I was just like, oh, I don't know, man. I kind of want to dive into this when I need a new prescription. So like, all right, come back, you know, in a year. Maybe your prescription will have changed. This was April. So that's May, June, July, August, September, October. <laughs> I'm doing this for my own benefit. That was seven months ago. This weekend, my prescription changed. Well, I thought my prescription changed like over the weekend. And I've noticed this in the past. Like it's not a gradual like, oh, I think eh, I think things are starting to look a little bl blurry through my glasses. I might need a new prescription. It's never that. It has never been for me. And those of you listening who wear glasses can maybe attest to this. I know I have a few friends who've said the same thing. It's usually one instance where you're all of a sudden you're like, oh, geez, that's really blurry. When did this happen? When is it? And your, your, uh, your prescription will change like really quick. It's not, I'm sure some, for some people it's gradual, but for me, it's always been like, boom. Oh, that's weird. So this weekend, um, I was playing a lot of video games. <laughs> I had just come back from Thanksgiving. You know, I went to my mom's house out in Riverside for Thanksgiving. I have no work coming up. There's no um, superstores. I'm I'm probably not going to be in another superstore. I, I I'm in a couple that will air before I think January, but I'm not shooting anything till at least January. So I've got some downtime. There's a new video game out called Fallout 76. It's part of a series of, you know, they had Fallout 3, Fallout 4, and now Fallout 76. And I really wanted to play it, you know, and it's cooperative so you can play with your friends. So I had free time this weekend and I'm like, I am just, just hunkering down and I'm going to play Fallout all weekend. And so I was playing a lot and... I started noticing, it was actually, I first noticed it when I went out to get coffee. This was Saturday. Went out to get coffee, got in my car. I was sitting in my car and I was like having some coffee. I was parked under a tree and it was nice out. So I had the window down and um, I was like, oh man, this is nice. I'll check my emails and stuff. And I was noticing a little bit of a blur when I would read, but it wasn't constant. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, is my, are my eyelashes sticking together? Uh, is something in my eye? Or do I have a fingerprint? It looked like a fingerprint on my glasses. Like that's how kind of intrusive it was when I was trying to read. So I cleaned my glasses off and maybe helped a little bit, but I was like, oh, there's still like a blur. But like a spot. It wasn't my, my entire vision. And it would move. Like I'd blink a few times and like adjust my positioning in my head and it would be gone. And I, I noticed that first on Saturday. 
And I was also kind of noticing it looking at just the street. I'd look up and I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's something definitely in my vision. And uh, I would notice it off and on while I was playing video games. I'd like try and focus on like a sign or like some text on the screen and it'd take me a minute, it'd be blurry and then uh, would kind of move out of the way. I'd be able to read it. And I dealt with this all weekend. Saturday and Sunday. And it, I, I was I was like, you know what? It's probably eye strain from playing the video games. I'll probably be fine Sunday morning. This was all day Saturday. And so I wake up Sunday morning. Nope, same thing. So I was like, well, I guess I might as well keep playing video <laughs> Might as well keep playing video games. So... It was just really getting bad. And then um, Monday I had to um, I had to go to an audition. And this was what really freaked me out. I printed up the script. Not the script, the sides. My audition sides. It, it's basically the part of the script that I'm auditioning for. So it's like three pages, three or four pages of my, my lines, my scene. And uh, I print them, I highlight my lines, and then I start to, uh, this is Monday morning, I start to read them, and I'm having trouble reading. Like, the words are just blurry, and it's really coming from the left eye. It's like not like my entire vision. It's literally, I can tell it's in the left eye. And like, just the words were just hard to focus on. And I was starting to get really freaked out. I was like, oh my God. That's when the hypochondriac in me um, really kicked in and was like, this shouldn't happen out of the blue all of a sudden. This is more than a prescription thing because it's coming and going. I was convinced I had a brain tumor. <laughs> I'm joking about this now, but I'm, I still haven't ruled it out. I was convinced I had a brain tumor behind my left eye. It was pushing on my eye and causing this, which kind of makes sense. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. I, but to me, it made perfect sense. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got to see somebody. I got to see somebody right away. And so uh, I called uh, this eye exam place and I was like, can you fit me in today? I go, I think I have an emergency. <laughs> They're like, yeah, four thirty. No, they go four twenty. You have a four twenty appointment, which I thought was funny uh, because uh, apparently I'm a teenager. And they go four twenty. I go, I will be there. So I do my audition. And it was really, I mean, I really just did my best to memorize everything, so I wouldn't have to look at the page. That was really frustrating, and that was really scary because that's how I make my living. Is as an actor, is I have to learn lines. I have to be able to read the lines to learn them. So I was like, this is, this, I was really having, I was spiraling. I was really panicked on Monday. And um, I go in and they do the full eye exam and it's coming and going. And if I wait long enough when I'm doing the eye exam, it goes away and then I can read just fine. So we go, and they do the 3D eye scan. And so we go through, and I'm, I'm talking to the doctor, and she's like, your prescription has not really changed since April. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, then what is the... She's like, well, here, look, let's look at this eye scan. She goes, I want to point this out. She's like, this is your right eye. This was your right eye in April. She has the two scans to, um, to compare. Don't really look that much different. She's like, here is your left eye in April. I'm like, okay, looks kind of like the right eye. She goes, here's your right eye now. And she goes, points at two huge spots. You guys, spots, visible spots. She goes, you have two giant floaters in your eye. I don't know if you guys know what floaters are. They're not pieces of poop floating in a toilet, which is what 90% of my friends have joked when I told them, have told them this. I'm like, ha ha, yeah, that's funny. That's my eyesight we're talking about.
Um, floaters are, if you've ever been looking, I notice the most when I look at a blank wall, a blank page, or the sky. I really notice them looking at just a clear blue sky. No clouds, but just go out and look at the sky. Sometimes I notice them when I'm reading. Little squiggles. They are little squiggles. These little things in your eye. And they're inside your eye. And um, they move. They kind of float. That's why they call them floaters. Like, if you look at the sky, you can. F I see ton. I have tons of them. I never notice them unless I'm really looking though like if i'm looking at a computer or something with lots of textures and depths like my computer's four feet in front of me the mic's right here like there's stuff everywhere so i'm not seeing them but if i look at the sky i will see just a bunch of little floating squiggles smudges type things um they look like little you know like just like a little squiggly piece of hair or wire or something and they move. Like if you try and focus on them, like you turn your eye to look at them, they kind of move with your eye. So they're moving, but they're always there. I have now two giant ones of those. Not the little tiny squiggly squiggly. Not the little tiny squiggly ones. I have two and I and, you know, I mentioned, you know, they look like a little squiggle of hair or wire. Or they look like a smudge. I have the two that look like a smudge. And you know how I said it looked like a fingerprint on my glasses. Um, that's it, It's like a fingerprint in your eye, in your vision. It's like a smudgy fingerprint in your fucking eye or vision. I have two of them very close to each other in my left fucking eye. And I go, what do we do about this? She's like, um, what do you mean? I go well, how do we fix this? She's like, you don't fix this. This is permanent. This is always there. She's like, you learn to work around it. You learn to deal with it. Um, she's like, a lot of times with this kind of stuff, your brain retrains itself to see around it. She's like, there's a good chance, you know, after a while, you won't even notice it. Like I'm looking around, I'm, I'm reading stuff right now. I'm not really noticing it as much, but I have noticed it a bit today. Um, she's like, but they're there. She's like, you got to, um, to just realize this happens when you get older. <laughs> I go, do you have them? She, this doctor looks like she's probably in her late forties, early to mid fifties. She's like, yeah, I have them. She's like, a lot of people have them. She's like, it's very normal. It happens more the older you get. So I'm like about to turn 50. I turn 50 in February. And I'm like, holy shit, what is my eyesight going to look like when I'm 70? This is insane. What is it going to be like when I'm 70? If I'm getting these huge smudgy blurs in my vision at 49... So I'm not going to lie, I've had trouble accepting this the past few days. It's literally like the first thing I've been thinking of when I wake up. I'm constantly thinking of it all day. It's really depressing. It's not helping. It's not helping. It's not helping with my uh, seasonal depression. This is bumming me out even more knowing that, uh, that I have this. And it really scares me knowing that I have to... Uh, read stuff and read scripts and learn scripts and this is going to be affecting my vision so that's probably the biggest thing that has happened to me in the past couple of weeks is fucking floaters i've always had floaters i mean i've always you know I'll be out camping or something and just laying on my sleeping bag outdoors looking up at the sky and be like jesus it's a lot of little squiggles in my uh a lot of little squiggles. I think that's actually the podcast title. Um, yeah, that seems more appropriate. <clears throat> God, I took my Zyrtec today. What the fuck is going on? It still is. 
I gotta stop sleeping on my couch, man. Down. Down is not helping me. <clears throat> I think it's affecting my voice, too. So I apologize for you having to listen to uh, almost an hour of sniffling and throat clearing. Jeez. And also listening to pops and knockins and refrigerator rattlings. <laughs> Sounds like a goddamn haunted house on this podcast. So I'm excited to uh, start my training next week. I'm, I'm really excited to finally like get in shape and lose weight. I just hope I don't. I hope nothing on its unexpected pops. Like I also talked to her, talked to the trainer about my my heart palpitations, which I still have. You know, I told him all about that. You know how I was exercising and lost thirty pounds, and then started getting heart palpitations, which may, basically made me stop working out, made me stop walking. He's like, "We'll deal with that when it happens." He's like, "He's like, but you can at least uh, start the diet, you know." We'll get you a weight regimen and stuff, but you can at least start the diet. That's not going to affect it. Fuck, who knows? Maybe it will affect it. Um, but I'm excited. I, I just... Yeah, last time... Uh, last episode I watched of uh, Superstore that I was in, I was not happy. Like, I watch old episodes of shows that I did, like... The uh, like the first season of uh, Sarah Silverman program. Oh my god, I was so thin. I that was right after I had hired my nutritionist. We did the, when we did the first season of the Sarah Silverman program. I'd been riding on Kimmel up until that point. It was like three hundred and probably close to thirty pounds. Um. Uh. And by the time we started shooting Sarah's show, I think I was down to like 365, 370. I love looking at the, that first season. By the second and third season, I'd gained a lot of it back. Not not like I wasn't up into 300s, but I'd, I'd gained enough back that I was like, eh, this is just me. I need to just be more disciplined, you know? But uh, that last episode... I'm fucking heavy now, you know, we, we, we weighed me at this, I hate saying my weight, I hate fucking saying it out loud, but I weighed 321 pounds, 300, granted, I am almost six foot seven, um, I have the height that I can afford a little more weight, like it's not as noticeable when I'm standing, when I'm sitting, everything scrunches up in the middle. And it's like, hey, Santa. <laughs> I, you know, when I sit, I, that's when I notice it the most. You know, scenes, you know, on Superstore where we're, we're in the break room and I'm just sitting. I'm like, ugh. When I'm standing, it's not as bad. Luckily, I'm tall, but that doesn't matter. I'm not happy with the way I look right now. I'm not happy with the fact that I'm 321 fucking pounds um so we'll see we'll see what happens um i'm excited <laughs> could i have sounded less excited saying i'm excited i sound like droopy the dog in those old com cartoons um oh my gosh my sinuses what's what's wrong with me i uh I'm gonna fix. I'm gonna fix shit. You know, this is my New Year's. I'm starting my New Year's resolution in December. You know, late November. Well, it will be December by the time I start with this trainer. So, starting my New Year's resolution to lose weight and, and feel better about myself. I'm starting it in December. So, I think that actually might make it easier. It's hard to just boom go zero to 60 on New Year's Day with like, I'm going to eat better now. It's hard to jump into that. Um, so maybe, you know, by the time I get to the 31st of January and have dropped some pounds, 
the momentum will carry over and I'll be as excited about the results. Who knows? I, you know, I'm kind of stoked that I have this podcast that we can document all this. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I was going to do emails, but it's now been, you know, 50 minutes and there'll be some ads in here. So we're looking at close to an hour. Um, but yeah, go get tickets if you're in the Bay Area or plan to be in the Bay Area or you want to just go on a vacation the second week of January. Uh, come on out to San Francisco. Go to sfsketchfest.com uh, for tickets and information. Uh, drop us a line, uh, you know, on Instagram, No Docs Podcast, or um, you can just email us. I like hearing from you guys. It's nodocspodcast at gmail.com. That's N-O-D-O-C-S podcast at gmail.com. And uh, suggestions, guest ideas, topics. We've gotten a lot of great topic ideas. Um, it's really funny. I think, you know, had Greg Barrett on a couple weeks ago to talk about his hip replacement. And literally, like, the day before I was going through emails, because I, I, I don't go through emails every day, but I, I, I save them up and then go through them just randomly. And like the day before I was <laughs> recording that podcast with Greg, someone had sent in an email about like, you should do, you know, one about, you know, joint stuff or, or, you know, hip replacement, you know, cause it's something that happened to younger people. I was like, wow, oddly enough, actually it was after we had recorded the Greg Barrett podcast. It was the day before it was dropping that I saw that, uh, email. Um, so, uh, yeah, send us uh, topic ideas, stories you may have of stuff you had happen to yourself. Was that a sentence? <laughs> stories that have happened to you that you feel like sharing. Uh, feel free to drop drop a line. I won't share your last name or anything. If you don't want your name read at all, please include that in the email. Um, or if you just want to say, hey. I appreciate that as well. Um, thank you for listening, you guys. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And I hope going into your holiday seasons, whichever one it is you celebrate, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, I don't know all the others. But um, whatever it is, I hope you have a great holiday season. And uh, keep listening. And I thank you. Bye. Oh, please, also take everything I say with a grain of... That's uh, all because I'm no doctor. <laughs> We're no doctors. Bye. It's a good show.